1: Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because, let's be honest, just what we deserve. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by my co host, Benedict, who's definitely made it onto Santa's naughty list this year. Uh. Benedict, what's the best modern adaptation of Sherlock Holmes? Ooh. Tough question, right? Tough question. You better question. not say the series on the BBC. Well, so you, you better I think, not say the fucking Cumberbatch series.
4: I think the first two seasons of that, yes, but then after that, it really went downhill. <laughs> I actually, I really liked, and it, it suffered for coming out at the same time as the Sherlock show. But I really liked Elementary. With okay, um,
1: there's one correct answer, and it's House MD. Yeah, That's I've never the correct seen that. answer. You've never I know, seen I House? Knew you,
4: I knew you were going to say that. What? I've never seen House. Yeah, I know. One of the best It shows wasn't really on. It was like on. Uh, what was it on here? Was it was on It HBO? was fucking starring
1: Hugh Laurie. How no, are they I know. not playing it in the UK? They should well, have.
4: It was on premium so it was on a, okay. a channel one I didn't have. So um was it on HBO? It wasn't on HBO. No, it was on it, like right? NBC.
1: I don't know what yeah. network, but it was one of the one of the US big networks.
4: It's like a mainstream one. Yeah, no, it was on one of the Sky paid channels in a in a period when I did not have that in the UK, so.
1: Well, I am sorry that your parents only got wealthy after you left home. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Same. <laughs> So they stopped (laughs) spending on little Lord Fauntleroy and then suddenly had money. uh, Strange
1: how that happens, isn't it? It It's strange how that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you probably know what it is we do here on this program. Uh, Other folks, folks who don't recognize that House's buddy... Watson is a direct reference that should to be Watson. obvious. Yeah. People don't realize that show is a Sherlock Holmes thing. Some people don't. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, they might not know what it is that we do here on this program, And then I would say this is the show where we go deep 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 to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative literature and in between taking a look at other examples the right doing their best to make america hate again start us off benedict do you have a hot take for us this week
4: i do yeah it's that uh there should be like a tinder for apartments
1: i you know what you tweeted that the other day and i was lying in bed and i read (laughs) it and i was like oh shit that's a great idea <laughs> yeah right swipe Someone left did... on home get pictures of homes and tap exactly. through them and swipe left or right that's great that's <laughs> a know, great exactly. idea
4: for for the millennials amongst us and that live in cities i do not want to have to go on fucking zillow and look at the same listing i've looked at 11 are times are you looking for I'm... a
1: new place again
4: yeah yeah they uh they raised our rent so patreon.com forward slash nygbc those (laughs) bastards yeah it's fine it'll be luckily
1: i'm gonna be there in two weeks and get to see the new place before yeah
4: before we before it becomes the old place (laughs) uh yeah we'll be doing a little not live but like an in-person holiday recording which we we never do
1: we're gonna be recording our it'll be i realize this (laughs) The first time we have ever recorded in the same room together. Yeah. We've never done that. Like, we've been yeah. in the same place. We've just never sat down and recorded while we were yeah. there.
4: Um, but, yeah, I don't want to look at the same apartment eight times mm-hmm. before I realized that I've already seen this one and discounted it because it's, like... Tiny or whatever. So they they're tricksy. They relist things. I just want to let mm-hmm. me fucking swipe yep. and learn my preferences. Feed me algorithm. Exactly. Feed me. That's it. And it's that's a great that's, idea. We're gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what happen. the other end of it looks like. I don't know how they swipe on you. Like I haven't figured <laughs> that. Is it just like a picture of my credit score? I'm not sure. <laughs> but like. There's gotta be some non discriminatory way for the landlords to swipe left or right on you as well. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, no I haven't for figured that, that out. Yeah. For
1: every profile picture of the prospective renter to be white.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it would have to be it would have to be non picture based, I yes. think, for the renters. Yes. Uh, yeah. But anyway, what's your
1: <laughs> My heart take this week, Benedict? Uh come up and is a dish best served in a four-hour YouTube
4: video. Ooh, who did you get revenge on?
1: I didn't get revenge. I'm just talking, every time a new H-Bomber guy video comes out, which is once a year, Mm. uh, I'm going to bring it up because they are always bangers every single time. And he absolutely torched just a whole host of internet shitbags, Mm. which was great, which is great. I was very happy he spent time taking down uh, the, uh, uh, what is it, the history guy, the fucking, that history asshole on YouTube. what was it to do with? It was just a, the video is just about plagiarism on YouTube. Oh, uh, okay. And he spent uh-huh. he spent time dealing with a couple of people. Internet historian. That's the guy mm. I think who's just an alt right shitbird. Um, okay. But then he went on to take down. You know, the majority of the video is focused on a guy named James Summerton who does like videos focusing on like queer culture mm. and is on the left nominally. But mm. as it turns out, has plagiarized basically everything he's ever done. Cool. Okay. And, and it was it's just a great video. It's just okay. a great video. Okay. And I'm happy about it. So go check great. it out. That's the All only right. reason it's my hot take. I okay. will always bring up whenever H-Bomber guy's new videos come there out. There you go. Because I, uh, I do love them. Anyways, about it. On housekeeping this week, remember to rate interview us on the iTunes.
4: I look, I know it's not a book episode, but I have a good joke. Can you ask me what my my uh Benedict. my my bookshelf is? What's
1: on your bookshelf this week?
4: So there's this really good video by a guy called H Bomber Fuck Guy yeah. about plagiarism. <laughs>
1: You can be smart sometimes. A
5: good joke. Thank you. It's a good
1: joke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, rate, review us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBC Ben. Uh, no updates this week. Uh, you know, it's December, uh, and we are, we are both planning around travel for the holidays, and I'll be going to New York to see Benedict and all this stuff. Uh, so the December episodes are probably going to be, I don't want to use the phrase, low effort. But Benedict, mm. I will say, uh, I'm probably not high going efficiency. To do, I'm probably no. not going to do another lunatic fringe episode until the new year. Okay. Uh, because that stuff takes a lot of time for me to put together, Taj. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, I would like to have a little bit of uh, spare time around the holidays here. Now, how dare as we you? all do. But we are, of course, going to keep putting out episodes. We never stop doing that. We are still uh, going to
4: read Josh fucking Holly because we love to punish <laughs> ourselves.
1: Yes, we do. And we got to get that fucking thing done so we can move on to Ted Cruz's <laughs> book. Yeah. Is that a is that a treat at the end of the rainbow? Getting from Josh Hawley ah! to Ted Cruz. Yeah, I'd imagine Ted's book might be more competently written. Like he would no. hire he's gonna uh-uh. he's gonna hire better ghostwriters. Maybe. He's probably gonna hire someone with more no, talent. No, I Josh.
4: think he has a level of hubris that he will try and write it himself. You think
1: he the dude yeah, puts out a bunch sure. of, He's done a bunch of books. I yeah. don't think he's writing his own stuff. And, and he doesn't I, do anything in his fucking
4: Senate job, so why not?
1: True. 100% I believe Josh Hawley wrote the book that we're reading. No, oh, yeah, I, I think so. I think he it's bad, that, so he did. Yeah, I, I 100% <laughs> believe it. Anyways, Benedict, we have some new inductees into the spooky world, new world inductees. order, blah. Starting off with our newest patrons, Brian Ooh. Smith, you are now part of our... New world, spooky world, order, blah. Thank you all so very much. Bradley Adams, you are now part of our...
4: New World, Spooky World
1: Order. And finishing up our new patrons with Sadie's sister Wednesday. You are now part of our...
4: New World, Spooky World Order. You can't
1: change it up.
4: Yeah, I can. Don't
1: you do that. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> and, of course, we have some in other inductees this week because Benedict attempted to bribe people on the internet. I so, did. So start on. only a
4: couple of people took me up on it too which is <laughs> quite embarrassing
1: becky scott fairly you're now part of our new world i'm gonna get the I'm, i swear to god i'm gonna put the sound effect you back in are I'm a fucking get liar. It. okay the problem is i didn't have it saved anywhere other than the uh. little laptop so i have to actually go pull the video and get that clip out of it again and do the whole thing and it's a pain in the ass i'll get it done and finally taru to you're now part of our New World, Spooky World Order, blah. And of course, if you'd like to join the Spooky World, New World Order, blah, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending it to others, and send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can and drop me a screen unless it's a place where you can leave ten stars. Then you don't get the shout-out for a five-star mm.
6: review. Yeah, that's true. I should point that's out. That's
1: true. Uh, make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. Now, Benedict, you don't know what today's topic is, but I did <laughs> promise you that it would be a topic that you would enjoy. Do you have yeah. an inkling of what we might be talking no,
4: about No, of course not. I have many interests.
1: I feel like you should, Benedict. And I'm going to spoil it. Is it, it about we're, George Santos? We're doing Santos? a version of Prager Roulette today.
4: Is it right? George Santos lying to the internet?
1: No. Oh. He is going to get his own episode. I promise okay. you. Okay. We sort of need his saga to end with either, you know, a fleeing or a sentencing. One of those two
4: things. He is doing $75 (laughs) cameos now, and I'm
1: kind of tempted. I am too. I'm a little (laughs) bit tempted. If we got him to read a bumper for the show, oh my God, it'd be great. (laughs) I'm George Santos, author of Infinite Jest. (laughs) And I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But anyways, Benedict, I am not giving you a choice of the first video because okay. this first video is going to clue you in as to what we are talking about today. Okay. And I, I just want you to enjoy the moment. So here we go. I'm just going to play it for you.
6: Thank you very much. Henry Kissinger has been mm. a friend of mine.
1: You know what we're I talking about now, Henry baby! Kissinger, let's go. It is a Kissinger Prager roulette round.
4: Okay. That is what is we have
1: got today. Henry Kissinger
4: speaking, or is it about Henry Kissinger, um, people he, talking about he,
1: Kissinger. he mumbles in this video with Trump. Okay. <laughs> There's not much else of him speaking, because when I was pulling clips for today, uh, what I tried to find, and here's the thing. There's going to be a thing today on these, all these these videos we're watching. Is it Henry um,
4: Kissinger being a criminal?
1: Well, yes, that's one, <laughs> that's one of the things. That's one of the things. The other thing is um, what I think I've learned about the right and Henry Kissinger preparing for today is that they all mostly also hate Henry Kissinger. But for very wrong reasons, mm. they have objectively incorrect reasons for hating Henry Kissinger, and we're going to learn about some of them today as we go through this episode.
4: Mm. Okay, let's do it.
1: So let's uh, let's just uh, let this play and hear uh, you know uh, uh, some more talk about what Kissinger and, and Trump uh, how how they're good friends.
6: Okay, time, long before my emergence in the world of politics, which has not <laughs> been too long. But we have Do you
1: remember when this happened?
4: No, but I just do remember Trump speaking. I've managed to ignore Trump speaking. And it just, like, it brings back floods of memories, you know?
1: I remember when this happened because I remember the Knowledge Fight Boys covering Alex Jones uh, desperately trying to explain away why one of the greatest villains in his pantheon is sitting there next to Donald Trump, his hero.
6: Yeah, okay. And... Really, in the I guess you'd say the New York scene a little bit, but we got to know each other very
1: well. Donald Trump and Henry Kissinger in the New York scene together, going out to uh, uh, what's the name of the club where everyone did coke? Uh, you, know, you
7: know,
4: Epstein's the Island. No.
6: <laughs> Man, I have great, great respect for. Him. He's also somebody. Usually, I say, "Have you ever been in the Oval Office?" And with Henry Kissinger, I didn't bother asking that. Uh, question.
1: yeah that'd be a pretty dumb question to ask if we're
6: yeah. being honest. Yeah, because he has been in this office many many times. But it's an honor to have Dr. Kissinger with us. Uh, a man of immense talent and experience and knowledge. And uh, I'm gonna talk to him for a while and we're gonna learn a lot. But can I you
4: think- remind the time, me the con- can, can you remind me the context of this video?
1: It was just kissinger went to the white house it's that was like
4: beyond anything else right it's weird that this just like old old dude Mm -hmm. just would just sometimes show up at the white house like having not (laughs) held a government position like i know we talk like we talk about the fucking deep state right like that kissinger like is actually the deep state to some
1: extent like i think he showed up you know during the obama administration i think he was at the white house a couple of times maybe once or twice he certainly did yeah, he was with Clinton all like, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking weird. Anyways, there's nothing else interesting that happens in that. Can I hear I Henry
4: Kissinger not, mumble through a couple uh,
6: lines? Let's, let's see if
1: he says anything here.
6: I can say from a world standpoint and with many of the countries that Henry and I would talk about before the election because I would talk with Henry before the
1: election. No
6: fucking uh, way. You were talking to Henry Kissinger before, before the election. election. We have some outstanding and we'll handle that.
1: You got to talk about who you need to bomb in order to win Ohio.
6: It wouldn't we surprise me if... Uh, we've yeah. made a lot of progress in the Middle East uh, with ISIS uh, and so many other things. It's a much calmer place. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. I say often, sure. I inherited a mess, but we're fixing it. So you may want to say something, and thank you for being here,
1: Henry. Because when Donald Trump has to say, go ahead, talk now. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Henry. Fucking
4: say something, Henry.
7: <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Baitanen. I didn't expect this opportunity. Uh,
4: okay, pause it. it. Uh huh. You know, Kiss even like even Kissinger is like, oh fuck, I shouldn't be like, here. Yeah, this is a bad like, idea. It's this bad is idea, not man. a good look. Yeah, not a good look.
1: All right, let's move on to the substance of the episode okay. today. Benedict, I have- so hold
4: on, can you uh, prismatize this for me? Like, what prism are we looking at, Henry Kissinger? Okay, through? So- I, I think everybody knows that has listened to the show not a fan of henry kissinger i don't think we need to go over those details true
1: so when i when i was looking for videos for today i went and i tried to look at all of our usual suspects and see who would put something out on kissinger right so i went to the blaze fucking Mm. nothing dead space nothing there on kissinger uh although they have a lot of their stuff behind their paywall so maybe there's some stuff back there i just look at their youtube channel i'm not going to pay them any money so maybe there's some stuff back there Uh, I went to Mark Levin. I couldn't find anything on him, and he was off. He had someone subbing uh, on his radio show on, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday, whenever uh, Kissinger died. So he wasn't in. There was nothing from him. I looked around. I went to the John Birch Society. They had nothing on Kissinger. I expected that they would because he's one of their evil globalists. But I did, for example, go to the publication owned by the John Birch Society, Mm. The New American, and found that they had a video about Kissinger. That we're going to be taking a look at, great, mainly because of the batshit insane ad that I found in the middle of that video. It's great, has nothing to do with Kissinger, but I am determined we are going to play it now because it's amazing. Okay, absolutely insane. But Benedict, there are other folks in here, and some of this. So I, I always have to do a PragerU video when Mm. we do a Prager Roulette. It's sort of like a thing, right? It keeps Mm. me grounded. It's the anchor. Prager didn't have any videos on Kissinger, so. Maybe I went uh, tangential, right? Maybe we get some talk about Vietnam. Maybe mm, we get some okay. talk about Nixon. We got some stuff Love that. like that in there. Cool. Uh, and and
4: an illegal bombing of Cambodia and Laos, for example, perhaps. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah.
1: So, Benedict, we have six videos for you to choose from. Give me a number, one through six.
4: Let's do number three.
1: Number three, starting off strong. This is Bannon's War Room. Steve Bannon, oh, okay, on Rumble, where I had to go to get this video. Okay. Um, with uh, Bradley Thayer, who joined him to discuss Henry Kissinger's passing.
4: I, isn't Steve Bannon in fucking jail? Like, what happened Should to, be. Like, should yeah.
1: fucking be. Didn't he get a pardon? I think he I got think a pardon. I think maybe, yeah. I think that might happened. be why he's not in jail. Uh, but, so, part of the things I, I found interesting about this is I mentioned that the right a lot of the people at least that we're looking at today also hate kissinger but for is it for some
4: new world order bullshit is that why
1: generally yeah generally yeah that's always why this video will start to give you a flavor of some of those reasons okay
4: no it won't (laughs) here's the disturbing
1: truth millions of americans who are legally allowed to carry a gun don't because oh, they don't have a comfortable holster. This is an Model ad. Changes, this is an ad. Advantages. That's an yep. ad. An ad for <laughs> gun holsters.
4: Henry Kissinger before. is not one of them. He has the best holster that you oh, can possibly find.
6: Absolutely. I want to bring in Brad there. You wrote a pretty smart obituary. When the Chinese Communist Party makes a big deal and comes out with official statement, it calls him an old and valued friend. What does that term mean for people in the audience out there, in our, particularly in our vast international audience, we have a lot of folks in Australia.
1: And- the vast international audience of Steve Bannon.
4: Also, he just he said Australia, like doesn't Alan somewhere somewhere? He's um, just fucking glossed over.
1: He hasn't had his third whiskey of the day, so he can't get that out. Of um. There
4: so okay. N- Beyond Vietnam, Kissinger very important for Nixonian foreign pol- policy, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. opening up of China. So uh, I
1: presume. Look, do you want me to give you five minutes to, to talk about the trial of Henry Kissinger? No, do you want me no, to give no, you that no, no, four space no, no. now?
4: No, no, absolutely not. And and China isn't really part of that. So it's mm-hmm. much more. Um, d- you know, did over help overthrow fucking Pino? Uh, uh, not Pinochet. <laughs> <Allende. laughs> I I felt like particular because my um profile picture on Twitter is Salvador Allende. Yeah. So I felt particular joy. Being like,
8: ha, 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 ha,
1: this week
4: <laughs> who won now bitch uh, <laughs> still Kissinger Allende yes, is also still- dead <laughs> But <laughs> he made it to
1: a fucking 100 man. Yeah. Um
4: okay. but yeah, it's the Indochina. But I but
1: I do know you want to talk about it. So I am going to give you the no, space No, no, it's ahead fine. It's okay. No, d- go ahead cuz these people aren't going to get into any all the videos okay. I have, none of them are going to get into the that's actual fine. bad I, shit that I he might,
4: did. I might I might then give you a couple of minutes to talk about Nixon and China cuz I know that's something you kind of studied. Mm-hmm. So, um we can go Oh, I mean that.
1: that's like a 30 second conversation. It's just that Nixon was the one who Or or that uh, Kissinger was one of the people who influenced Nixon to open up to China in order to take advantage of the split between the USSR and and China that was going on at that Mm -hmm. time, politically. They were sort of opposed to each other. And you had all these conflicts going on, Vietnam, Korea, all that stuff that sort of drove that wedge between them. And it was Nixon's, like, one of the few good things he ever did was opening up towards China.
4: So that's presumably what they're not going to like
1: about it. That's the thing they're angriest (laughs) about. That yeah. is that is the number one thing that most of these videos we're watching today. They are angry about the fact that Kissinger was involved with the opening up to China. That's, that's the big one. That's the globalism, baby. That's mm-hmm. it. Also that he was on the CFR is what the, the John Birch people are pissed off about a lot too.
4: Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, look, bad shit that Kissinger did. We can go over this very quickly. Um, the, you know, Anthony Bourdain has excellent excellent quotes yep. about it There, before Christopher Hitchens went insane he wrote a book about called The Trial of Cat Henry Kissinger that which is very came
1: out in 2001 dude September
4: that? 11th 2001 <laughs> I'm he was like that is the day that that was like the his last good output his
1: last, yeah last <laughs> uh, good day man last uh,
4: good day um but yeah. Anyway, so I mean, it goes over uh, essentially war crimes in Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos, um, especially Cambodia and Laos, where indiscriminate bombing happened across the border. Did you ever
1: see the documentary? It was uh, no. Alex, I've heard it's good though. It's an Alex Gibney joint. He makes yeah, good shit. Yeah, I, I heard it's good.
4: Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty lift, just lifted from the book, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like with cooperation, it's not plagiarized. Like that's it's just <laughs> it, you know. Um,
1: no, so it was that, a licensing deal. Yeah. It,
4: Indonesia's uh, invasion of East Timor, encouraged by Kissinger and Nixon, the fucking coup in Chile, um, and murder of Allende and thousands of leftists, hundreds, thousands, however you want to count it, um, and then what's the last one? Uh, the uh, Cyprus. The, uh, no, no, Cambodia. Well, that's all part of the Vietnam stuff, but the the coup in um yeah, by Cyprus. the junta and Gre- yeah, Greece and Cyprus, also encouraged by Kissinger. Basically, you think of American interference in for like foreign elections foreign policy that's kissinger like yeah and through violent means like you think of the cia you also think of fucking kissinger because that's who he is as a person so, and so
1: that's what i want to highlight for all these videos that we're going to be watching today is that these people they are angry that kissinger was involved didn't
4: do more <laughs> no, no no no
1: no it, it well in some respects. so they are mad that kissinger was involved in the wrong foreign intervention Oh, cool. So, what they want, for example, we'll get to it when we get to it. But the John Birch Society video, the New American video, one of the, and it's it, that's like a forty-five minute long video, so we're not gonna watch the whole thing. But one of the things that they are mad about in there is that he helped to bring about the Paris Peace Talks that ended the Vietnam War. They wanted that war to continue. Well, uh, <laughs> he he did. But only after... <laughs> only after all the other bad oh, shit.
4: Well, no, only after having made them abandon peace talks that essentially led to the same peace and did four more years of brutal bombing, yeah. undermining the previous administration and saying, when Nixon wins, we'll get you a better peace. And then didn't fucking do that and did the same peace. Yes. So people literally... I mean, not that all of the Vietnam wasn't War wasn't people dying for no fucking reason, but those four years in particular were people dying for literally no reason like but, it was an undermined piece by kissinger
1: yeah but the bigger point the bigger i told point myself
4: is, i wasn't going to get right out in here i, I know it out.
1: i knew the kissinger episode would do this yeah. to you. the bigger point <laughs> is that they wanted the war to continue until north vietnam was bombed into ash
6: not gonna that's fucking happen want.
1: that's what they wanted right so let's just uh, continue this video here before you blow a blood, a blood vessel
6: and in the littoral nations around the South China Sea, when when the CCP refers to someone as an old and valued friend, uh, what does that mean, sir?
4: <laughs> what kind of clue could this be as to how China <laughs> felt about fucking Kassadin? I think Kesson? it
5: means what it sounds like. To, is is it
4: literal? It is. Like, yeah, yeah, fucker.
5: Well, Steve, it means that um, he was valuable to the Chinese Communist Party. He was a useful idiot, to use hmm. uh, Lenin's term. Uh, regarding an Lenin's individual tongue? who is going to uh, John,
1: <laughs> 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 not Vladimir. Really,
4: Imagine <laughs> there's no idiots
5: <laughs> who uh, serve the interests of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, which is why um, their mourning has lost so, uh, from
1: I don't think the Chinese are really mourning Kissinger all that much. No, I think, think the Chinese
4: pro- are going, that guy was still alive?
1: <laughs> I think they probably tweeted and then went about their days is yeah. probably what happened
5: there. No,
4: there's no like five days of mourning for Henry <laughs> Kissinger. No?
5: From our perspective, of course, uh, Kissinger's death, to the extent any death can have a silver lining, is, is positive, and it's positive in the following respect. He it. himself. This Take guy a guess. sounds. Take a guess
1: at what he's going to say.
4: Oh, hold on, this guy sounds like a budget Jordan B Peterson.
1: You know what? I didn't realize that before, but yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he's got a little bit of Canadian. In yeah. Him.
7: yeah, yeah.
5: So a great strategist.
7: Sorry, Are you
0: going
4: to say something else? No, I, I was going to guess what he says, but I'll just let okay. him say it. it's fine.
5: Strategist, and indeed, he was a great strategist for the People's Republic of China. He wasn't mm. a great strategist for the United States or for America's interests. Which is very important to keep in mind. What you've been talking about, Steve, for years—the growth of the Chinese—is fascism. Is fascism? Mm. It's the fascism that Steve Bannon wants. That's what he's been talking about. Chinese Communist Party. Its influence in international politics is due to the extent it is to any one individual. It's due to Henry Kissinger. If there's a father, <laughs> of yeah, him, dude.
4: Growth- that's uh, not like the Chinese communist party had a, its own international plan and like yeah yeah henry kissinger yeah. plotted the rise of the chinese communist well, party then, He's pro- they
1: believe this shit. they believe it's weird Re- well remember when we read Nun dare call it conspiracy the yes i don't remember if he defined it but the term i think he used was the conspiratorial view of history mm. which is what he was proposing as an alternative to reality
4: like what what yeah. if all this is true it's like
1: uh but but the, the
4: was un- it Levin that did the oh no no it was um fucking Steven Seagal that did the what if exactly there yes. was a cabal that helped yeah yeah
1: well I think but but I think what it comes down to what I, what I was trying to describe is the view that so many of these people on the right have is that all world events are orchestrated mm-hmm. nothing is random unplanned, or circumstance yeah. or unplanned yeah it's all part of a plan because. I guess that's the only way to explain all their bat shit. Like yeah. if that's not the case, then, then how do you, like we talked about before the thing I always bring up with the, the obsession with power, right? Mm-hmm. Power for power's sake. That's the only way to explain so many of their conspiracy theories. I think it's probably, it comes from a similar place. A lot of this
5: growth of the Chinese communist party. It's Henry Kissinger and what he allowed. He allowed investment trade, all of those elements that he, that, facilitated that were the rocket fuel for the People's Republic of China, Henry Kissinger's uh, opened the the floodgates uh, for through Kissinger Associates, his law firm's ties obviously to Wall Street, financiers, uh, K Street, uh, and Washington lawyers as well as on the Hill. This guy is responsible for what Cleo Pascal talked about this morning uh, the Chinese showing up with mountains with, uh, with, uh, tons of cash, right? Well, where did they get that cash? They got that from
1: American consumerism.
4: Yeah, that's exactly it. Why
1: no blame tossed in that direction there, Brad? Why no blame tossed in our greed? Why? Uh, maybe feels like we should have something. Anyways, that video is boring. I don't think we need any Okay. More that. Number two, number two. All right. Uh, hmm. someone we don't talk about a lot on the show, but I was really digging deep looking for somebody talking about Henry Kissinger, TimCast IRL.
4: Ah, oh, no, skip, veto. No, nope. Vito.
1: I'm sorry, you're going to get at least a little bit of the beginning of it. Fine. Here we go. Uh, video is titled, Henry Kissinger DEAD, in all caps, at 100. TimCast crew reacts to shocking news.
7: Shots are just fired.
2: Police just came out and told us and we're headed there right now.
1: And it starts with an ad for a a new, um, uh, is that Laura Loomer? I think it's Laura Loomer documentary called Infringed.
5: Mm, Okay. They become terrified of their own government.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, huge news right now, 8.45 p.m. breaking. Henry Kissinger- Yeah, 100?
4: That is the correct reaction.
3: (laughs) ...under two presidents dies at 100. If we're on the members only show, I'd have a lot more to say, yeah. but uh, we'll save it for the members only show. <laughs> I'll, I will. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, fucking coward, Tim. Yeah. Fucking I'm a coward. I'm a coward
3: too. It's fine, Tim. It's cool. <laughs> I have a special special statement for everybody um, when we start the members only show. But for now, we'll keep it professional. So, uh, Jack, you were saying? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Oh, all
1: the professionalism that goes over on over on the Tim Pool program.
4: I, I want to know what's on the members only show now more
1: explicit racism
4: <laughs> okay yeah
3: maybe there was an interview that he gave recently
1: Benedict, do you know who that's the voice of no jack posobiec
3: oh good okay
1: yeah pizzagate boy himself classic professionalism on tim cast
3: um you know kind of on the heels of one of these summits where he was kind of you could tell that he was it was sort of like on the way out um, in the interview itself. And you could have said that for like 20 <laughs> years. He two, has been on his way out
4: okay, for a long 100. fucking time. You, you could have
1: said it for yes. the last 50, please. Yeah. People were not having the most nutritious diets 50 years ago. I don't think they lived uh, usually much longer than... I have no idea how long people live. I assume I'll die by 40.
3: You could see him being very self-critical in this interview. And, you know, let's let's keep in mind that for all of his work during the Cold War, um, this was also a guy who was one of the main architects of globalism.
7: Globalism.
1: There you go. Globalism.
3: There it is. There it is.
1: And we know who Posobiec means when he talks about globalists.
3: Henry Kissinger.
1: No, it's the Jews because he's an anti-Semite.
3: Yeah. And the current system of that globalism and. You know he came out and basically said you know ma- maybe we got it wrong
1: oh yeah if anyone hasn't seen it go check out the southern poverty law center page on posobiec that he blew up about a couple years ago when they put it up which detailed his extensive links with white supremacists and neo-nazis cool. it's great it's good stuff
3: <laughs> and maybe we shouldn't have pushed for all of this open border stuff maybe we shouldn't have pushed for this migration stuff have. yeah maybe we should have realized
1: you remember when kissinger was pushing for open borders you remember how that's been a big part of the Kissinger legacy?
3: Yeah. Realized ...that countries do have security concerns and the John Mearsheimers of the world are... He didn't say all this, but it's clearly what he was...
4: <laughs> he didn't say any of this, but, you know, I could tell that he regretted his life's work.
1: I almost had a coronary when Posobiec brought up fucking John Mearsheimer because Mearsheimer was the bane of my existence in undergrad when I was studying political science. Because yeah. offensive realism is just fucking dumb. It's just dumb, and that's Mearsheimer's whole thing. It's just dumb.
4: Know what that is? Do you want two minutes to talk about it?
1: Basically, so like it's part of the structural realist school of international relations, and it's like the basics of it, it. It a it disregards like democratic peace theory and things like that. Which is a theory that basically holds that war between democracies is much less likely than war between non-democracies. Uh, but the bigger part of it is arguing that states will always uh, try to increase their relative power rather mm. than their absolute power, and this this will just lead to a buildup of arms and eventual war. Right. That's mm. that's the entire thing. Only problem was it is that there's no real world examples of that outside of the like whoever the two hegemons are at the moment
4: yeah i mean what's it the real difference It might apply
1: to the united states but it doesn't apply to anywhere else
4: and what's the real difference between real relative power so and so relative
1: power? power power compared to other nations absolute so and the other thing that that but, but realism- unless
4: the, unless there's one nation there is only absolute power. like you, you know well, what i mean but like the, the, the other thing that your your relative power is the same as your absolute right. power the
1: other thing that offensive realism and most realism disregards is that nations have other priorities other than power, other than military strength. It doesn't pay it to the fact that countries want things like, you know, economic growth and things like this, and that some countries are fine with uh, relative economic growth as a, or, mm-hmm. or absolute economic growth as opposed to relative economic growth, right? Things like that. All that not taken into account by realism it doesn't matter none of it matters i don't know why i'm explaining it right now because i asked you to but i hate john Mearsheimer. so fuck okay me.
3: he was referring to because you could see that he was reflecting i think early. and i remember i was in i was at davos where um in 2022 wow where globalist. uh kissinger came up and
1: he was at davos i'm pretty sure he was like protesting davos that makes is sense. what he was doing he was not
4: invited to yeah.
1: davos
3: Gave this huge speech blaming the blaming NATO for the um, NATO expansion on the war in Ukraine. And it was suddenly like, wait, Kissinger, of all people, is coming out saying these things. And it's almost like, you know,
1: I think what's going on here is Posobiec can't read the room and his contrarian like uh, uh, reflex is because the left hates Kissinger. He has to support him. Mm. I just don't think he's gotten the memo on. Does it didn't on feel
4: like Tim was uh, was going to no. be praiseful of kissing. No, exactly.
3: You know, it's like towards the end, as as he can see the light fading, you know, him kind of going back and and maybe re reexamining some of his steps and realizing that they probably weren't the best moves. You know, you know the meme where it's uh, death playing the crane game. It's the first <clears> thing that <throat> popped in my head. And dude. he keeps going. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs>
4: Someone sent that to me. Uh, Tara Tugannon sent that to me. On, I know. Uh, on, I know. But I'm just too.
1: like, do people actually find Tim entertaining?
4: Uh, people listen to us like, uh, you know. Uh, okay, sure.
1: <laughs> fine. But sometimes I talk about uh, how Josh Hawley is obsessed with porn, and that's kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. There's reasons.
3: Literally the first thing about popped them You know, hands. he's like... You know, oh,
4: you know when Donald, you're describing exactly a meme it. on the air. Exactly. Hey, we've done That's, it too. Oh, will be Yeah, I'll be yeah fair, but look, it. I'm I'm charismatic and have a nice voice, so...
1: <laughs> and more hair than Tim. <laughs>
4: That's true. And I don't even try to pretend I don't. I could wear a hat. I look great in hats, <laughs> but I don't wear hats indoors. It's not cold. My head's warm. Yeah. Why would I wear a hat indoors? That's ridiculous. I think his hat might have been surgically grafted onto his head.
3: Could be the case. You're even in, even in this thing? Well, yeah. now someone can finally make it of him just going, Kissinger,
1: got him.
2: That's
3: it. Yeah. Okay, so do done. Next.
1: <laughs> I figured you'd tap out right around Kissinger,
3: there. got him. Let's go.
1: Got him. Benedict, we are down to four videos. I also have a bonus video in case we just end up with more time at the end. I don't uh, think we
4: will. We're 40 minutes we'll in see. already.
1: We'll see. We'll uh, see. But uh, what do you have? Three. Number three. All right, Benedict, this brings us to a PragerU video. Great. Which is currently blocked by the giant Donate Now button that won't go away on the middle of the screen. Uh, This one.
4: Pretty uh, rude of them to have a fundraiser about Kissinger's death. That's rude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one is titled Understanding Nixon by Hugh Hewitt.
4: Oh, Okay. We probably
1: need to talk about it at some point. Uh, yeah. Mainly because he's one of my dad's favorite radio. Very influential.
4: Very uh, influential,
1: but under the radar for people on the left.
4: But I'd say quasi-mainstream.
1: Maybe. I think, But I, I think a lot of people on the left have never heard of Hugh Hewitt.
4: No. He's he never made a
1: splash like Glenn Beck or people like on that.
4: MSNBC for a while?
1: I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. But yeah. I don't think most people on the left know who I don't he think
4: is. people think of him in the same vein as Glenn Beck.
1: No, but I think he might be as influential.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I just don't think people think of him as as
0: crazy as Glenn He's Beck is. As... Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah,
4: no, I don't dispute that. I just no. don't think people think of him in that way, in the same way.
0: Name this president. No. He created the Environmental Protection Agency and put real teeth in the Clean Air Act. Environmentalists called him the most environmentally conscious national figure since Teddy.
4: How do you think Agent Orange impacted (laughs) clean air? Do you think that created clean air, motherfucker?
1: There's there's a point to be made there about the right only caring about you know like superficial aspects of of environmentalism that they care about clean water clean air, those sorts of- I mean, Clean those coal. Those aren't superficial, but you get what I mean, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they care about this limited set of things that they label environmentalism to allow them to ignore all the big issues that go on with you know, pollution and whatnot. Well, also, I think
4: it's it's also often a very United States centric approach, which is exactly yes. what you'd expect. Like, hey, we're letting other countries pollute or be, you know, our, our actions are causing other countries to be net polluters because of our consumerism and factories or whatever. Like,
1: And we have talked about in the past, like, you know, the whole episode uh, on fascists where I talk about. Uh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> so many. But uh, when I talked about eco fascists and my hmm. idea of eco fascism. Uh, the, yep. the contemporary neo, uh, neo-eco-fascist, if we need to put all those words together, sure. um, it is a blood-and-soil environmentalism. I, think, I don't remember who came up with that term, but um, I think I might have said it on that episode who that term was. Uh, but yeah, blood-and-soil environmentalism is sort of the idea where it's, well, as long as our stuff is clean, fuck
0: everybody else. Mm. That sort of idea. Teddy Roosevelt. He was admired. Sometimes revered by... Also, I think we've mentioned before, like, Nixon, complicated
1: legacy. Yeah. Bad legacy, but even bad people sometimes manage to do, to do a couple you know, he of good did, things. he did
4: some decent things. I mean, yeah. he's he's a, a bad president, but mm-hmm. well, he's a bad man. Ba- but, Nixon, uh,
1: Nixon is bad man. Yeah. Nixon, Nixon is bad man.
4: But, like, also, like, and not to the same degree, but, like, LBJ did some great things. Also bad. Also
1: bad. (laughs) Oh, I just realized this, but the featured video they're trying to promote to me next to the video I'm watching on PragerU's website is What's Wrong With Marijuana by Dr. Drew Pinsky. Okay. That one we're probably going to have to watch at some point. Drew
4: Pinsky sounds like a synonym for ED.
1: It's Dr. Drew. That's Dr. Drew.
4: I understand, but I'm just telling you that when you roll it into one, Drew Pinsky sounds like an
0: uh, <laughs> erectile dysfunction. Uh-huh. By civil rights leaders, including Martin Luther King and Jackie Robinson. He desegregated Southern Sorry, schools. Hold,
4: uh, hold on. When?
1: Um, um, in the in the time when Nixon was president.
4: Sorry, but, but what did he say about?
0: Uh, do I need to back up 15 seconds? Yeah, Fine, could I'll you? I'll just back up. Clean Air Act. Environmentalists called him the most environmentally conscious national figure since Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. He was admired, sometimes revered, by civil rights leaders including Martin Luther King and Jackie Robinson. Okay, okay, so that's what the that's what the thing
1: was. I misheard it. I thought he was saying that he created a MLK Day or something. No, like
4: that. no, no. That was like in the 90s. You're, um, right, you're right, because we know that... Because John uh, McCain voted against it, yeah. He was <laughs> revered by civil rights li- I- I- icon Martin Luther, Luther, Luther Jack King who notably died the year before Richard Nixon became president. Sorry, was so, murdered the year before Richard yeah, Nixon became president. Yeah. So you know, just keeping that in mind. Any keeping reverence, mind. any reverence that MLK might have had for Nixon was not when he was president, and I also don't believe it's true.
0: <laughs> he desegregated southern schools and vigorously enforced civil rights laws. Okay.
4: Okay. Did he? diddy also diddy do you Benigni. think that's good
0: okay
1: oh here, here <laughs> okay bro, you know what i just realized something we may be overlooking is that nixon was <laughs> vice president to to dwight eisenhower
4: that's true yeah
1: that's a good so point. that might be the time so, period <laughs> i
4: eisenhower and lbj did good things and then yeah. was he a senator again after that or
1: was um, he um no i think he was just sort of like vice president i don't think he ever went back to until he was elected president. Because he, he, he,
4: he lost the election to JFK because mm. of TV. He, so he um, was
1: governor of California, then he was uh, senator from California, and then vice president, and then a couple, couple years off, and then president. I think this is just me guessing at what I remember of Nixon's okay. history. So he I didn't think do, that's the way it I don't,
4: Yeah, I think you're right. It, I, I don't think he did anything between... Uh, No, he lost the California governor's election in 62. Oh, so he
1: ran for governor again after he lost the presidency? Yeah,
4: and then lost. (laughs) And then his Wikipedia has a section called Wilderness Years, which (laughs) is never something you want. Nixon just (laughs) wandered off into the forest.
0: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Great
4: stuff. Did campaign for Goldwater, so that's fun.
0: There we go. Good stuff. Laws often against his own political interests. His grasp of foreign affairs was. Wait! 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 Wait!
1: Wait! Are you
4: what political interests?
1: But you you, think black
4: people being able to vote is against your political interests? But
1: you, some might say, aren't the Republicans the party of civil rights? I have been told by the likes of Ben Shapiro. Why? Why, pray tell?
0: (laughs) Why? Would that be against his interests? I declare I do not know. This was acknowledged by both friend and foe to be unmatched. He opened U.S. relations with communist China, signed the first nuclear disarmament agreement in history, and ended the Vietnam War. When the peace accords were signed, it Sorry, was was
4: that- Sorry, ex- was that ended or extended? Uh, I, uh,
0: I don't know, the, the audio cut out there for a second. Who could be anything. America was the victor in the conflict. Did you guess our 37th president, Richard Nixon? If not, don't feel bad. Most people only know.
4: Mm-hmm. How would you not fucking guess that? That's so many time period specific <laughs> things. Obviously, he's the person that you're referring to. I
1: think, you know, I've said before that so much of the right's idea of intelligence is knowing fun facts. Yeah. And just listing off a bunch of fun facts about Nixon and assuming that you're,
0: you're smart if you know them. I think, that's, I think that tracks. That all tracks know one thing about him, that he resigned from office following the Watergate scandal. Looking back, his offense covering up for overzealous subordinates who were caught trying to steal campaign secrets from the Democrats almost seems quaint. That's true.
4: No, it does. It does seem quaint in comparison to Lots of things that Reagan did, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I still feel like Watergate was
4: kind of serious. Oh, no, it is. But I think things, I uh, like, uh, okay, I think we've said this Quaint before. Quaint
1: is not the word I would use. No,
4: but I, it kind of is. Like, I think we've said this before, and it's a point made by others, but I think if Fox News existed in the guise that it does now, oh, he yeah. wouldn't have resigned.
1: No, absolutely not. He would have had full throated support, and it would have yep. been, oh, come on. If the president if you does wouldn't it, have it, it's not it up. illegal. Yeah, exactly. If the president does it, it's not illegal. Come on. Exactly. If the president does it, it's
0: not illegal. <laughs> this
1: impeachment is brought to you by the delicious taste of Charleston Chew. Everyone got their Nixon from Futurama. It's yeah, the best was Nixon. Richard Nixon doing a podcast. Sometimes <laughs> we all need to
4: talk to a therapist. That's why I better help. <laughs>
1: I buy all of my
7: cryptocurrency through (laughs) cryptoexchange.com. Now selling Dogecoin.
4: Oh, God, can you imagine Nixon trying to explain crypto? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a thing called a blockchain.
1: You know what else I just noticed? We both shake our heads when we do Nixon. To get the wobbly
7: jowls. Yes. Yes. You You gotta have
1: the wobbly jowls. It's just how he works. I do it when
4: I do Churchill, too. It's the same.
1: Also, okay, I did not realize this until I don't even know how long ago. uh, But uh, so the the Nixon, not the documentary, but the the movie, Mm. uh, Frost Nixon. uh, Yeah, I did not realize until like I don't know a couple months ago that that was fucking
0: Michael Sheen in Frost Nixon. Oh really? Yeah, no, famously, it's like his most famous thing. Yeah, he's amazing. and It's a great movie. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. But at the time, it roiled the nation. Had he accepted responsibility, apologized early on, he almost certainly would have survived. Sadly, he never. Okay, but it's kind of a core piece of Nixon's being that he lied about it and covered it up. That was
1: sort of the big deal. That was
4: the big deal. Yeah. If
1: he had come clean from the beginning, there
0: wouldn't have been a cover up. That's how that works. Never considered the idea. When he felt cornered, his first reaction was to counterattack, not apologize.
6: Yeah, that's Nixon his problem. Nixon was first
0: and always a fighter. Everything he ever achieved, he had to fight for. He was born on January 9th, nineteen thirteen, in Yorba Linda. He had to California, fight his way out spell of that woman. House his father <laughs> built from a mail order kit. Yorba Linda is mail order houses. How great
1: is that? Amazing. It, sh- it really should be something we still have today now a
0: bustling suburb of los angeles order your house from sears <laughs> but then it was basically a lemon grove with a road running through it he grew up with no advantages if he wanted to escape he read he read um i can think of at
1: least one advantage that young richard millhouse nixon had mm. um, and that's the color of
0: his goddamn skin i can think of that in 1913 mm. and a lot It's part of the Nixon legend that he attended a local college, Whittier. What isn't well known is that he was accepted to Harvard. I had a friend who went to Whittier out of high school. That's fun. And then I never heard from him again. He didn't attend only because his parents couldn't afford to send him there. After volunteering for service in the Navy in the South Pacific during World War II, he returned home. A small-town law career, not politics, looked to be his future. Then fate took a hand. The local Republican Party was searching for a fresh face to oppose a popular Democrat congressman. Nixon passed the audition. Nobody expected him to win, and nobody expected him to campaign as hard and as effectively as he did. I mean, like, okay,
1: it's it's what year would the—I didn't read what year he said that. The early 40s, early to mid-40s, something like that. Like, dude, politics were all up in the air back then. Like everything was so weird, you can't really go on and say stuff like "Oh, nobody would." It's like California Republicans not going to win California. Stuff was a lot weirder back then. It mm. wasn't. Nothing was quite as calcified as it is now. Also, I did bother to just look up his uh, uh, his uh, military service during World War II. Um, and uh he uh, uh he he was an office guy. He was in the office.
4: Yeah, I mean that's fine. That's how I It's fine. Do. No, it's yeah.
1: world, you know, some people had to be in the office in World War II. Probably mm. should have been a lot less of the rich kids in the office uh the you know compared to out on the front lines. Mm. But you know, it happens. It happens. Uh better are we done with the Nixon video? I think so. I yep. think We're done with the Nixon video. Give me video. number 1. Number uno. That brings us to the new American video, okay. which is
4: Do we want to close on that one?
1: No, no, we're not going to close. There's a better one we're going to close on. I'll tell you which one we're going to close on, and you'll be very happy about it when we get to it. But uh, (laughs) boy, boy, were they reaching for anything to talk about here. You'll see. Bringing you the truth behind the news. Welcome to the new American. I mean, that just starts out conspiratorial. Yeah, it sounds like it,
4: it sounds like the uh, you know like the Scientology Super Bowl ad. It, yeah. That's what it, it's the same energy
1: vibes, major vibes.
8: Well, hello, everyone. Oh, hello. it's December 1st. I'm Steve Bonta filling in for Paul
1: Dragu. And we neither of those are real names. Come on, fuck off. <laughs>
4: you know that bit in Parks and Rec where it's like, I'm I'm this radio host filling in for this guy who's currently <laughs> yeah. on tour. And that's that again, same energy.
8: Yes. I have a very, very important special show for you today. The day before yesterday, we lost Henry Kissinger, who uh, my esteemed colleague uh, Bill Jasper once referred to as the eminence grease of the globalist establishment, or words to that effect. Henry- really what the fuck you- does that mean?
1: <laughs> I don't fucking know, and I'm not sure he does either. I mean eminence
4: grease just means like gray eminence. So <laughs> I don't know. The book, I
1: Googled it and basically that was what it came up with. I don't know.
8: Okay. Henry Kissinger has been a fixture on the globalist circuit for literally decades. Globalist. And it's probably no exaggeration to say that we are largely living in a time in a world political climate that is a product of Kissinger's energy and his particular set of ideals. Which were, I think that's
4: no, I think that's a, I think it's
1: exaggeration. Okay,
4: so it's an exaggeration. You're right. It is an exaggeration. He literally also,
1: started that off by saying, "I don't think it's an exaggeration." Yeah. No. No. To you're,
4: say. you're right. I but it is. It is kind of true. Like it, it shaped pretty. Um, I mean that's pretty recent policy and and pretty influential policy and he has had the ear of pretty much every president since Nixon. So I don't think it's it's unfair to it's say It's fair
1: to say he has fucked a lot of shit up.
4: That's what I would say. That's yeah. that's I think the
1: most um, accurate way to say it.
8: Yeah. Which we're going to talk about. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Bill Jasper to the show and uh, Bill who is something of an Eminon screes himself has been following? Is it a fucking compliment?
4: Like I don't Is he know. also a behind the scenes fucking?
1: Okay, but here's the fun thing about Bill Jasper is behind him on his bookshelf, I know exactly what kind of guy Bill Jasper is. And it's not just because if you go to his author page on the new American website, you get headlines like Target Sacrilegious Christmas and LGBTQ grooming invites mega boycott. Not just because of that kind of thing, also because on the bookshelf behind him, where I can clearly read it, is the book Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, which oh, cool. we talked about when we did our review of None Dare Call it Conspiracy. It's the big book written by that professor that they all claim shows that all this stuff is true and whatnot, when mm. he's just writing about banking cartels.
8: The career of Kissinger over the decades and has forgotten far more about the man than I will ever know. So, Bill Jasper, welcome to our show today. Well, thank you, Steve.
1: By the way, Steve Bonta, I'm going to go out on a limb here. One thousand percent wearing a hairpiece. Mm. One thousand percent wearing a hairpiece.
4: OK,
8: I can't see this, but that's sh- sure.
0: Pleasure being back.
8: All right. Henry Kissinger, what did well, you what? Tell us about the man. A lot of our younger listeners and and, uh, and uh, audience viewers may not know clearly who he is and why there's such a hullabaloo surrounding his his death. But uh, but, you know, don't you?
1: For the new American, by the way, their younger viewers is those under 75.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, so I have been following him for going on to now five decades. And uh, since uh, back in the Nixon administration, the Vietnam War, and uh, he has established his uh place uh, first among equals in all of the global establishment advisors. He was not the power broker power maker, but he was the top servant to the globalist uh, elites.
1: Okay. So I mainly wanted this video so we could put, put Kissinger in the hierarchy yep. of globalist power. Okay. That makes sense. Is what I really cared about yep. with this video. Cause I, I heard him say that it'd okay. Kissinger, he's not at the top. He's not the top dog. Okay. He's just, he's the, he's, he's the, uh, he's the attack dog mm. for the leaders of the globalists.
4: Who are the leaders?
1: Uh, them.
4: Oh. It's they, them?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! You know they could make their conspiracies so much better. If yeah. Now all of a sudden, instead of them all the time, they just started saying they them. Yeah. That'd be so much. I'm better. I'm not sure that
4: is better. I think it's just a dumb. I'd be so much ha- than okay,
1: better. So this video is boring. I really just wanted that little okay. Clip right play there. the ad. But then, yeah, I was going through this video. I watched like half an hour of it, and at some point, I ran across what might be the best ad I've had all year. Um, and it's not like it doesn't pop up. It's like within the video. It's part oh, of the Oh, it's video. like
4: an embedded ad? Okay.
1: Yeah, because I don't know if they do this live or something and then post the video later. I didn't go to their Rumble page to see how they do it okay. and whatnot. This is just embedded on their website. But here is possibly the best ad I've seen all year.
9: Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Bi-Digital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better
1: Department of Bio-Digital convergence. convergence. They didn't bother to not pay someone who, they, they didn't bother to pay someone who can speak clearly to do their right. voiceover. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. sure at what kind of funds the new American is bringing to the table.
9: Not on. good ones. The one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber, and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky.
1: By the way, this part is just ripping off um the the soylent green scene where the guy goes into the chamber to to die that's that's basically what they're just ripping off for this little ad here
9: the ai voice whispered gently in her mind welcome "Welcome to the the singularity she couldn't see it and couldn't feel it but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin not
1: Benedict, what do you think this ad is for this is an ad benedict this is an ad
9: i have no idea so is this about
4: like uploading your being to the cloud is that what's That's happening the story here like, they're, they're telling okay. us here so is it for like okay literally tinfoil hats <laughs> like i don't know i don't know what's
1: telling that um, would make the most sense i
4: i feel like it's like some kind of like gold leaf armor
1: no, no, it's not a product. You're going to be let okay. down when you realize oh, what's that's actually going on here. Okay,
4: what is it? Tell me. I'll, I'll
1: keep playing and you'll, Go you'll on realize.
9: Then. Fine. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep, and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity?
4: <laughs> what's it an ad for
1: <laughs> Benedict this is we, come on we read Alex Jones's
9: book yeah but We've what's the ad this for? Type of shit for I know
4: what the transhumanist singularity is what's, what are they selling
9: the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past and endgame the new book by Dennis Behrend,
1: The public- it's just a book it's just a book by some Fuck. creepy weirdo it's just a book but boy, was Fine. that not one of the weirdest fucking ads so you've weird. ever seen. So weird. Also, it is ripping off Alex Jones because his newest book is titled Endgame. That, I think I think that's the new book, right? That's not the old book's title. No,
4: it's not the old book's I'm title. I'm looking at
1: my bookshelf to see if I can spot it sitting there. Uh, but yeah, that, that was pretty the fucking The old book's title
4: was The Great Reset.
1: That's right, The Great Reset. And I'm pretty sure his new book is titled Endgame. Battle it! Two videos left. Okay, uh,
4: put them which, in the order that you think is best.
1: That I think is best? Okay, Um, I'm going to go with... Yeah, let's do this. Okay, uh, second to last video. This is a You video. It is delivered by Bruce Hershenson. Her, Hersh? Her, whatever. Uh, and it is titled, The Truth About the Vietnam War.
7: Cool. It's back in late 1972 south vietnam and the united states were winning the vietnam war decisively by mm, every no. conceivable measure.
1: That, mm, 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 mm. nope by, by by like uh territory controlled yeah nah, nah, uh, nah, uh, i don't know man
7: that's not just my view that was the view of our enemy the north vietnamese government officials victory was apparent when president nixon ordered the u.s air force to bomb industrial and military targets in Hanoi, North Vietnam's capital. It was carpet bombing.
1: No, it yep. was not. It was not targeted bombing. They were not targeted bombing Hanoi. They were massacring people. Yep. Thanks, Kissinger.
7: Yeah, and also in and fucking Cambodia and Laos. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Haiphong, its major port city. And we would stop the bombing if the North Vietnamese would attend the Paris peace talks that they had left earlier. The North Vietnamese did go back to the Paris peace talks, and we did stop the bombing, as promised. On January the 23rd of 1973, President Nixon gave a speech to the nation on primetime television, announcing that the Paris peace accords had been initialed by the United States, South Vietnam, North Vietnam, the Viet Cong, and the accords would be signed on the 27th. What the United States and South Vietnam received in those accords was victory.
1: Okay, no, sure doesn't seem like it now, See, does seems,
4: it? Seems wrong. I, don't I know. feel I... like
1: you have a different definition of victory <laughs> why, than why don't Why everyone? don't you go
4: go ask <laughs> go ask people in Saigon? I mean Ho Chi Minh City,
7: beautiful city, by the way. Yeah, beautiful yeah. City. At the White House, it was called. VV Day, victory in Vietnam Day. Were they fucking deluded? What are you talking about? I
1: feel like, they're, like there's always a desperation to like copy great things from the past, right? So they yeah, had yeah, like VE true. Day for the victory in Europe, right? So maybe they just tried to copy that slogan. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it really, in, in retrospect, it's very much a mission accomplished moment, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's
7: definitely that.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, we'd already begun to withdraw. So it's definitely, we didn't win this war.
7: (laughs) The U.S. backed up that victory with a simple pledge within the Paris peace accords saying, should the South require any military hardware to defend itself against any North Vietnam aggression, we would provide replacement aid to the South on a piece-by-piece, one-to-one replacement, meaning... A bullet for a bullet, a helicopter for a helicopter. For all things lost, replacement. The advance of communist tyranny had been halted by those accords. Then it...
1: So, fine. Fine!
7: Yeah, then what? <laughs>
1: That's the question, isn't yeah. it? Then what happened?
7: It all came apart. And it happened this way. In August of the following year, 1974... President Nixon resigned his office as a result of what became known as Watergate. Three months after... It's... Oh, God, there is so much... This is...
1: I, I just realized this video is Watergate apologia mm. for Watergate's the reason why we lost Vietnam.
4: Yeah, and we actually won Vietnam in 1972. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Someone after should tell the Vietnamese. Came the
7: November congressional elections... And within them, the Democrats won a landslide victory for the new Congress.
1: Oh, man, so we only lost Vietnam because the Democrats won elections? Correct. Crazy.
7: And many of the members used their new majority to defund the military aid that the United States had promised, peace for peace, breaking the commitment.
1: Boy, so they're like heroes for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah.
7: That we made to the South Vietnamese in Paris to provide whatever military hardware the South Vietnamese needed in case of aggression from the North. Put simply and accurately, a majority of Democrats of the 94th Congress did not keep the word of the United States. Cool, dude.
1: That's all we need from that one. I just yep. wanted to get through that bit of uh, explaining away what happened to Vietnam. Benedict.
7: The,
4: um, the, the North Vietnamese guy who won the, the Nobel Peace Prize with Kissinger refused to accept it. When he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, yes. <laughs> Good
1: on him. Good on him. Benedict, this brings us to our final video. And the treat I always save at yeah. the end. Because this one, Benedict, it comes to us from Ben Shapiro himself. Right titled nothing other than henry kissinger dead at 100
2: well folks henry kissinger is dead at the age of 100 Talks so last fun. night i always henry died. you There's know a- what
1: it very much is like he him talking regular speed sounds like you're listening on one point it does isn't it? and
4: like i talk fast and i'm aware of that But he like there's something gerbil-like about the way like his mannerism, (laughs) just like very twitchy, very fast. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's small. He has like a a high resting heartbeat. It's a a nervous reaction. Yeah, Yeah, you know, like like mice have hearts that beat like 250 times a minute or whatever. I feel like that's true of Ben
1: Shapiro. (laughs) Please (laughs) don't go comparing Ben Shapiro to a to a rodent. Please don't do that. (laughs)
4: Okay, that's a fair that's a fair point. I said mouse to be fair. It's a rodent, isn't it? It is a rodent. It's not a rat.
2: <laughs> he was a hundred years old. Um, I- I'd met him very briefly once, and I had interviewed him once. It didn't end up being taped. Um, he very convenient. Very convenient that there's no tape of his yeah. Kissinger
1: interview.
4: Can I say hummingbird instead with the fast heartbeat? No, hummingbird's oh, good. Oh, hummingbird's hummingbird. Good. Okay,
2: cool. Can you splice that in? A fat...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're stuck with oh, the old
2: one. No. Fascinating character, obviously. Very checkered character. A lot of the decisions he made were extremely cold eyed, extremely cold eyed. Cold eyed? Dead eyed, you? you might yeah, say. Dead eyed. I don't think would people be better say
4: cold eyed. They say clear eyed or dead eyed. Yeah, cold eyed mm-hmm. is like a
2: yeah. All right. bad word to use. A lot of people, ranging from Anthony Bourdain to Christopher Hitchens, can you keep, keep both of their names out of your <sighs> fucking mouth then. Yeah. Both their names. Okay, you can have like Hitchens after two. Yeah, Hitchens post two thousand one. Yeah, but before that, not yours, Ben. Not yeah. yours. war criminal for his decision making during the next... You get Peter Hitchens, Ben. That's you can have you him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you can have him forever, like an administration with regards to, for example, the Indonesian invasion of East Timor, or the American intervention on behalf of Pinochet in Chile in nineteen seventy
4: three. Sorry. The American intervention intervention um, on behalf, behalf of, of Pinochet.
1: <laughs> then, um, Fuck you know, it there's out. a word. We talk about word, word what salad. Happened there.
4: Jesus Christ. The American-backed coup in Chile. There's, yeah. There's,
1: yeah, I was going to say, there's a much shorter way to French say what word. you're trying yeah, to get across. Coup
4: the one you're looking for. Coup d'etat if you're yeah. nasty.
1: Yeah. yeah. Coup d'etat if you're
2: someone we used to briefly work with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, or, or the bombing of Cambodia. By the same token, how you view Kissinger is very much a reflection of how you view international politics as a whole. How do you and the view reason it? This is...
1: um, ben? Good question. Ben, Ben, you gonna tell us here or are you gonna keep yeah. equivocating?
2: Broken down into sort of a left-right divide, despite the fact that Kissinger's history was very checkered in terms of left-right decision-making. So, for example, the right doesn't like the fact that Kissinger quote-unquote opened China. It was Kissinger who really led to the opening of China. At the time, it was a real politic decision because he saw a gap emerging.
1: Boy, real politic is a word that dumb people think makes them sound smart, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, I also don't know what the beef is. Like, would you prefer a fully communist China just, like, doing its own thing in the region? Like, I just, like, what do you think the alternative is? I
1: think they'd prefer that as a boogeyman.
2: Maybe. That might be better for them, maybe. Between China and Russia, and he was attempting to exploit that gap by wooing China away from Russia. Right. That was the goal. The goal was woo China away from Russia, remove them as a source of trade and resources for Russia. And you will end up weakening the Russian regime, which is why the, the trip to China was initiated with Nixon speaking with Mao.
4: It did. That, yeah, it did. Like it did weaken the USSR. So
2: generally
1: speaking, most of that fairly accurate. Yeah. But you know, there's something just to notice about what Ben's doing here. He's managing to not at all actually state any opinions
2: that he has.
1: Yeah. He's managing to he's make this He's a video. straight
2: news guy as Ben Shapiro, or yeah. Benny shops. Yep. At the time, it's a choice between two bad decisions. And this was the sort of guiding light of Kissinger's foreign policy. So Henry Kissinger, for, for those who don't know much about Kissinger himself, he was a massive celebrity in the 1970s. He was a secretary of state during the Nixon and, and Gerald Ford administrations. According to the Wall Street Journal, no U.S. Secretary of State ever achieved such celebrity while in office as Henry Kissinger. A 1974 (laughs) Newsweek cover depicted him as Super K, a comic book hero. Time called him the world's most indispensable man. Gallup ranked him America's most admired man. A 1972 Life magazine spread pictured him with a bevy of actresses, including Jill St. John. Yet no former secretary of state has been more vehemently criticized of the many anti-kissinger books the most influential was christopher take a hitchens breath,
4: dude. like jesus christ
2: he's literally yeah isn't that astonishing how he could get through that that
1: quickly yeah I, I think you're right i didn't hear him take a breath at any point until the. he's end doing that
4: there. thing that like woodwind that circular bathing <laughs> thing doing that the Kenny G thing. do yeah <laughs>
2: is the trial of Henry Kissinger, which explicitly accused Kissinger of responsibility for war crimes and crimes against humanity in Indochina, Chile, Argentina, Cyprus, East Timor, and several other places. Correctly. Well, correct. <laughs> we were going to say the same thing. <laughs> well, the book mentioned only one other supposed crime scene, Bangladesh, and mentioned the Soviet Union only three times. This is Neil Ferguson, who wrote a biography of Henry Kissinger talking about Henry Kissinger. He said those accusations stuck like mud. Late in life, Kissinger regularly faced protests at his public appearance. Neil Ferguson,
1: by the way, if you don't know, is a uh, Hoover Institute. uh, Is a bootlicker. Bootlicker motherfucker, exactly.
2: Appearances, yet they are at odds with the historical record. And Ferguson points out that Kissinger was both the White House National Security Advisor and the Secretary of State. His accomplishments included the negotiation of the first strategic arms limitation treaty, the ABM treaty with the Soviet Union. So the most astonishing thing about this video is that your
1: complete lack of ability to figure out what Ben thinks about this.
4: Well, her. it's like, hey, uh, he was accused of doing all these fucking crimes. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> um, guy who likes him says other Says things. not
4: true, yeah. Guy who was, spent a lot of time with him and was invited into his house for uh-huh. lots of hospitality. Uh-huh. Jesus. It does Being sound in, like it's 1.5x it really it does totally are you does. sure it's not i sped swear up. to god hold on let that, okay
1: let me check my settings right now just to make sure playback speed is normal it says okay. normal
4: that would be a fun bit if just every time <laughs> we did a ben shapiro video we did we it a bit it faster a bit yeah, yeah just, just every time
1: <laughs> that would be a great, you know what in the new year, maybe I will start that trend on this Just so show. Like,
4: next time it's 1.01x and then it's
1: 1.02x. And then... oh, YouTube doesn't have that little level of granularity I know, I know, though. I, know, I really I know. need that. Maybe I'll have to download the videos and do them on my own. Yeah.
2: China, the ceasefire in the Yom Kippur War in 1973, the end of U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War for which both he and North Vietnamese counterpart, Li Thọ were awarded the 1973 Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Yeah, Thọ. here is the problem
2: okay okay well here Ben said but here's the problem
1: that's Here's the ben problem
2: said. that's good if you see foreign policy as a family of nations a lot of good-hearted people out there they all just want the same thing but they're having different ways of achieving that then hardcore foreign policy looks nasty to you I didn't know when I was
1: preparing for today's episode that until I got to this video that Ben Shapiro would be the one conservative who came down on H- Kissinger's side yep I could
2: not expect that. Because the easiest thing is just wash your hands of everything. Oh, if the United States just goes hands off, well, why were we even involved in these places? Why didn't, from the right, what you hear, and I think this critique is correct of Henry Kissinger, is that Henry Kissinger was so focused on the sort of Metternichian balance of power that he forgot that the United States is a global hegemon. Mm. And from the left, what you hear of Henry Kissinger is he was engaged in the dirty game of politics, and that meant that the United States was. Con- no, it's the genocide stuff. It's yeah, gen- we don't like that. Genocide. Yeah, that's, what that's we don't true. Like. Yep constantly engaged in dirty little wars all around the world we shouldn't have been engaged in and the reality is somewhere in between sure, nope it's not nope. no the it's reality
4: not, is weirdly both <laughs> like
1: I,
2: I hate so much
1: with uh, that old thing that thing that we've all experienced right Of people who are like well look i mean uh the left says this and the right says this the truth must be somewhere in the middle right yeah
2: bullshit
1: no complete bullshit
2: Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free
1: ads. I can doing we be ads. done? Is He's that doing it? Ads, and we're done. Yep, we are done. Unless you want to watch the uh, video Dennis Prager made about how parents uh, are upset because children are cutting them out of their lives. I don't. <laughs> it just came out right before Thanksgiving, though. It was so perfectly timed.
4: <laughs> just the knowledge that it exists is enough for me.
1: We'll do it eventually. I promise. We can do you, it as it's it's a tidbit ben- in future. Uh. Anyways, Benedict. Um. How you feeling about the loss of your good buddy? Uh, bereft. You know, I, I only I could only imagine bereft that Bourdain through. and
4: Hitchens weren't here to write the obituaries. Like, I,
1: I, <laughs> oh god, those would have been so much better than all the trash. Dude, that there came were actually some good. Um, okay, Spen- Rolling Stone. Had Spencer, had a Spencer Ackerman's yep. obituary
4: was really fucking good. Yeah,
1: there were there were some good ones out there, but like so many, like you know,
4: the nation's uh, people's obituary of uh, yeah, that was good too.
1: But every major news outlet that just had Titan of Foreign Policy. Yeah, boring. Henry Kissinger. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them all. We really are. It is. It is. It's strange to think that the day that Kissinger died would make so many people miss Anthony Bourdain so much more than we already do. I know. Like, really? Fuck.
4: I um, I've got through this without. Popping a blood vessel, which
1: somehow, somehow, it's good you that manage. you
4: didn't tell me because I'd have been so worked up before. No, like, if, if
1: you'd given I me time for like... it, okay. Because here's the thing like, the listeners might not know this, right? But because we, we, I don't, I can't think of a time we've actually like talked about Kissinger on the show. Yeah. Like, he comes up as a joke most of the time, he's a punchline, yeah, but off the show you've I hate we talk Henry about Kissinger. how much you hate Kissinger a <laughs> yeah, lot. A lot. Yeah. It comes um, up a lot. Yeah. In our, our like, if people, I,
4: I'm i sure our listeners know, but if you don't like the behind the bastards on Henry Kissinger is so good. Like, and I think it's with the dollop as well. And it's just like a fun, it, it's the fun way to learn about a maniac.
1: Like literally, I can't think of the number of times that some celebrity has died and you have basically texted me like, why the fuck can't it be Kissinger? <laughs> <One> <laughs> that day. has happened multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I think that happened when Betty White died. I think you texted me about it. I not think so. I
4: don't think I would do that. I think that. you did. That doesn't sound like me.
1: <laughs> I think I remember that. Anyways, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC or become a patron for as little as $1 episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Bradley Adams, Brian Smith, Sam Walsh, Right-wing Cruelty Isn't a Bug, It's a Feature, Dan L., Jamie Fritz, Teach Peace, Dr. Mil... Bleh. Dr. Milminian, Len Lillian, Swin Womley, Ghost of... Look <laughs> that one. It's, it's still tough. The Ghost of Larry Nichols, Jacob Johnson, Danny Rosari, Pause for the... Eh? 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 New Buildings Are a Globalist Conspiracy, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline Zachary Wilson Vetro, Stephen Debeau, Tory and the Gallant, Shadow Princess versus the Raptor Wolves. Sean Sullivan, Lauren S. Lumps of Colsonator. Oh Benedict, what art thou, Bright Spot? I think we
4: all know what it fucking is this week! <laughs>
1: Flack Weasel, Sadie's Sister Wednesday, Karen Dackler. Join us next week when Henry Kissinger will be rotting in his piss soaked grave. Wait. <laughs> Henry Louis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Pause, Arrest the State of A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Solonier, Stefan, Mrs. Great Bar, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Baka. Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung, The Deceiver, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmock, Taru Takanen, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all as always for being our patrons. Uh, That's it for this week's show. Till next time. (laughs) Dead bitch. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.